0: Welcome to my podcast Freestyle. This is series two and this is episode five. Today I'm delighted to welcome British international dressage rider and trainer Sarah Higgins. Sarah is based in Cheshire at Pimful Stables with her partner Alex who is an international event rider. Sarah has ridden internationally from ponies to Grand Prix, including in 2019 riding Sarah Rouse Franco at Liverpool International Horse Show. Sarah's career has had lots of highlights, including success at Premier Leagues, National Championships and International Shows. I've invited Sarah on my podcast because she's got a lovely bubbly personality, she's an excellent rider and she's very determined. Sarah has a fantastic group of owners and horses and in this episode I'd like to find out about her daily routine, her training philosophy and next week she's competing at Hoyes International. I would love to find out about her preparation for that, if she has any expectations and what her freestyle will be like that she's going to ride there. Sarah is also a trainer and she trains international dressage rider Gemma Owen. Lots of people probably already know this, but Gemma Owen was recently on Love Island and Sarah was invited to the Friends and Family episode. I'd like to find out about that whole experience. It must have been an amazing experience. As always, thank you very much for listening. This is a conversation basically between two old friends catching up. I really hope you enjoy this and thank you very much for listening. Hi Sarah, welcome to my podcast. Hi. Thank you for coming on. So my first question is how did your passion for dressage begin? So I sort of
1: started showing originally. Um, My mum uh, was an event rider so she kind of got me into horses from when I was really really young and uh, I started off doing pony club and kind of moved on to doing showing because I was basically terrified of jumping (laughs) yeah I I did jump a little bit but but it it wasn't my thing so I did um, some showing until I was about nine or ten probably and then I started off doing birds and yeah um, kind of did a lot with Janet Horswell and, and and other people in the northwest and yeah that's kind of how how I got into it I suppose in some ways, sort of the transition from showing into doing dressage is quite a natural one. Um, yeah. And I think I think I did the Royal Welsh one year when I was very little and stood in line of about 40 ponies in the pouring rain and thought this is enough for me really. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that that's sort of where I where I started. And I started originally with Bandit, who was a 12-hand show hunter pony um then yeah he he was he was really he was a great little pony um so yeah I started with him and just kind of came up really through the through the bird system well it's under 21s now isn't it so yeah, kind of through that really
0: and can you talk us through your early career like some of the highs and the lows that you might have had
1: yeah so I think I mean I have I've been so fortunate to have so many lovely ponies although not ones that jump and I had a couple of sort of younger ponies when I was younger and and we tootled along and gradually came up the levels ourselves and then my mum dec- I was quite tall so my mum decided to buy a young horse when I was about 13 I think 13 14 four-year-old because she was still riding quite a bit at the time as well so she kind of the plan was to that we sort of ride that horse together and she would help me bring it on and things like that and then I went for a lesson with Ian Woodhead with that horse and and also another pony that I had Blake who was who was a great pony but very cheeky and and definitely wasn't a sort of a team team type pony and I think it was just really kind of r- right place, right time because Ian had just bought um, Gigolo and he, he said sort of quite randomly, really, you know, did <laughs> I want to come up and have a ride on this pony? Um, I'm sure you kind of know you, you, had have the sort of similar thing. I think I, yeah. So the
0: with pony, with yeah. My girls. He said, yeah, it was crazy when I got there and I was like, Oh my God. But yeah. yeah, So
1: um <laughs> I remember going to ride him on New Year's Day and yeah Ian said oh well he was only six and Ian sort of kindly asked whether I would like to ride him and and you know obviously that was a an amazing opportunity for me and yeah that kind of that's that sort of started I would say the more serious competitions off for me and I was lucky enough to take him to the Europeans that year as a six year old, which. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's still, God, a long time ago now, but it's still something that I kind of really remember and, and really treasure that experience. And actually, oh, yeah. I I was at Burley a couple of weeks ago and, and ended up having dinner with Ian and Amy Woodhead. And I oh. haven't seen Ian for years and years and years. So it was so nice to see him and kind of, catch uh, yeah. yeah, catch up and talk about all the, sort of remember all those, all the good times we had with him so that that was in my last year of ponies, and then I didn't really have any horses to ride. So Peter Storr who had been been teaching me a bit with the horses, and and also as a, a a good friend of my mum's, he he actually started his career out at my mum's yard. Said, oh, I've got a horse that I don't really want to ride. It he'd had an accident on it. Would you know? Would I like to have it? And yeah, so I luckily enough I was able to have him my my mum did buy him although he was very inexpensive and and I was able to do some young rider internationals with him as well so again that kind of yeah yeah, I've just been very very lucky to to have lots of nice people being very supportive from 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 when I was sort of really early on
0: yeah it must have been great you know like to train with Peter as well because he's so knowledgeable so that's good yeah
1: yeah and I I kind of feel like the whole, I mean, obviously my mum. My mum was a very good event rider, and she trained with David Hunt from when she was very young. So you know, she always been helpful when I was younger. Obviously, like any mother daughter relationship, that gets a yeah. bit <laughs> tricky when you get to a certain age. But I, yes, yeah, sort of from mum, I you know, I've be, I feel like I've been incredibly fortunate with the people that I've been able to train with, and. I, you know it, you you then end up picking out bits and pieces for various different horses and things even now things that I, I you know I remember being told by Ian when when I was doing ponies you sort of sometimes can be relevant now
0: and what would you say is your biggest achievement to date I mean I know that's quite a hard question but yeah I don't I don't know I was
1: I think it's so difficult isn't it because you I'm I'm a naturally competitive person so like Last week, I had a great time at the Nationals. Uh, I was, you know, had some real top sort of, well, I was third and fourth in the Inter 1 and in the well done George Freestyle, which, you know, is, if you'd have said to me two years ago, oh, you're going to go and do that with the scores I got, I'd have been like, oh my God, that is definitely going to be the best achievement I've ever, I've ever had and that sort of thing. And and now I look back and I'm like, bloody hell, I, <laughs> well, I wish I'd have done this, that and the other. So, uh, and I could have I could have got a better score I could have I could have done um, I could have got a higher placing but yeah there's a few I think uh, Liverpool horse show the first year I rode there I, being on the podium with Carl and Charlotte was pretty pretty yeah. spectacular for me because that was a that was certainly competition like I, I'd never experienced before in, in, in that sort of atmosphere and of course it's up in the north so loads of my friends were there and so that was yeah that was really really special we're,
0: we're all so busy so like I I haven't seen you for ages but I remember watching that on the like the live stream and thinking yeah Sarah's doing really well like yeah uh, it, it's yeah. it was yeah that
1: was pretty I remember walking in for the prize giving and I, I said to the steward I was like look at me with all the Olympians and they were killing <laughs> the but I was, yeah it was it was I, I think uh, yeah, so I say I I don't think there's any kind of one particular competitive achievement that I would say is like a, like a massive highlight. I would say probably actually in truth what I'm most proud about what I've achieved is is the business that I've built up and kind of the team that I have and the owners that I have at the moment. And I would say in some ways that's sort of the most difficult thing yeah. to. Steve and, and I would say that that for me is probably the thing I'm most proud
0: of. Looks like you've got some amazing horses. Um can you do, introduce us to them a little bit? Tell yeah,
1: you so who you're riding in and... yeah, sure. So well, not not all of the horses, but a good few of the horses that I've been riding recently are owned by Sarah Rao, who is um, a Chinese girl who has been based with me for eight years now. Yeah, and she has seven horses with me, and yeah, she came sort of having done very very little riding at all and and so together her dad is very supportive of me as well and uh, as is she we have kind of a team of horses for her that that ultimately are for her to ride but but I am doing bits with well you know while she's developing so sort of for example uh, Samuel who I'm riding at Hoyes next week is a nine-year-old by Ampere who we bought two years or just nearly two years ago from uh Helderstrand yeah um, and he's a really special horse to be honest I spent the first six months being absolutely terrified of him because he would bucked me off and attempted to <laughs> buck me off several times and I thought oh my god what have we done um, <laughs> he's you know he's he's quite an unusual character and and actually I was chatting to Anna Ross and also Lara Butler who both have Ampere horses yeah they're and sharp just, I've
0: had a mare that was very sharp yeah, yeah
1: they just sound totally totally the same but now we've kind of well t- I shouldn't say this before next week but I feel <laughs> like we're coming through the other side and he he had uh, he's quite a nervous horse and lacks a little bit of confidence so he finished fourth at the Nationals in the Pre-Saint George Gold so for me that was like a massive massive achievement to have gone from I remember being at Kiso Premier League with him last year doing advanced medium refusing to be (laughs) let the girls unclip me off the lead rope and I absolutely hate being led around I think god if you go to those shows you should be able to ride them without being on the lead reign but yeah I was sort of that nervous of him. Uh, So yeah, yeah, he's he's a really special horse. And then uh, Sarah also has another horse, Netso, who is ten, who I think a huge amount of. He's a Negro Jazz horse. Who he also came from Strand and he is practicing Grand Prix at home a lot. And I keep entering shows and not taking him because I don't feel like he's ready to go. But yeah he's and then then I have some you know some some lovely younger horses owned by by other people a lovely five-year-old that was bred by Christina Williams uh, he's he's actually by Eugenius and yeah then Easter Bunny who I've had for sort of four or five years now who's who's sort of plugging away at all the Grand Prix stuff at home but um yeah seriously lucky to have have such a lovely team of horses
0: and would you say that you choose a typical type of horse to ride um, no not really I would
1: say obviously we have been very fortunate with with looking for horses for Sarah Rao that we you know we've been able to look at horses in sort of caliber of horses I have well I've only ever dreamed of riding really and I I like horses that are goey but not uh, you know I'm not the bravest rider. No, I'm not that I'm a particularly wimpy rider but I definitely would be yeah. the I've I've got to a point where I don't like falling off particularly so I like goey horses and I think uh, interestingly so Sarah Row would loves a slightly nervous horse that, that or a slightly peculiar kind of insecure <laughs> type of horse and yeah. I like really confident slightly irritating drive the girls mad tacking them up horses you know that, that have kind of got a lot about them I think yeah that would that would probably be the main main difference and um, and who do you train with at the moment so I train with Hannah Moody and Richard Davison who I've been training with for quite a few years now Richard we ended up having help with because Sarah bought Walder Serini Foxy uh, who, from a client of Richard so he he kind of knew him really well and then yeah. she also has Al Franco, which was Jill's uh, Grand Prix horse. So yeah, we that's sort of how that ca- kind of came about. And yeah. then I'm kind of very fortunate that Rich and I had a horse together who who actually just has just been sold. But I've had I've had him to ride for the last couple of years. So he's been really, really helpful. And and I would say for me the most sort of the biggest thing that I've kind of got from Richard is he's so good for my confidence you know I think I think like anybody when you're plugging away at things at, at home on your own and you know it's yeah. very easy to feel like you you know you're not good enough or you're not you know it's not it's it's things aren't possible and and Richard is eternally positive and yeah it's I mean for me that's been a been a huge huge factor in, in you know in in getting better results and Hannah I just to me I kind of when I wasn't able to train with Peter anymore because of his judging commitments and and it you know being a bit of a conflict I kind of was sort of looking for somebody that I had seen train a lot of people to Grand Prix and that that was what I wanted to do and that is still what I want to do now and and I feel like I need a lot of help with that and and Hannah has helped so many people on a variety of horses you know not just really top fancy horses Some, she you know she's I've I've seen her train people on you know not your typical type of dressage horse and she seems to have done that time and time again so I think for me that was a really important factor and also for Sarah Rouse she's she's a, she's only young and I wanted somebody that was going to be used to training younger people and and um, uh, yeah and that was that was certainly something that kind of Hannah ticked all those boxes really so I feel very lucky to have have both of them being being so supportive of us both.
0: And for you uh, I mean I think you pretty much said it uh, what do you look for in a good trainer? Yeah I think I think when you it
1: is for it's a it's a very difficult balance isn't it because I I know myself when you know from training clients you you obviously you're you're paying for their time whilst you're having that lesson but I think for me somebody that's as desperate for you to do well as as you are yeah. I think is is really important and and both with Richard and Hannah they're they're always at the end of the phone <clears throat> and they're yeah yeah I just find the pair of them extremely supportive and and also you know the fact that we we have two trainers that they're, they're sort of accepting of that and not you know open-minded enough to to understand that what you know that we get different things from both of them and and yeah so so that that that's kind of the main thing for me
0: Yeah, it's good to have a different uh perspective sometimes isn't it so yeah yeah. and you just said that you've um, got your business going and can you tell me a little bit about a day in the life of you really what you do
1: yeah so we've myself and Alex who's um an event rider have had the yard at pinfold for I think must be nine ten years now I think and it it can vary a lot to be honest I at the the moment I actually have kind of less horses to ride because Sarah Rao has kind of taken over riding a few more of the ones that I I was I was riding and then then I have a couple a couple of others owned by other people so yeah just a mixture of of uh, riding mine that I have at home I I would teach not not tons of lessons a day but a good few lessons a day mainly at home but I I do also go off and teach other at, at other places so yeah just pretty pretty standard kind of riding teaching Today has spent a lot of time actually doing paperwork entries and and that sort of thing, yeah, and just just pretty pretty standard horse horsey stuff really
0: and who do you admire and why it doesn't have to be a rider, but it could be if you want
1: it to be I think i there isn't anyone like in particular that I think God I'd really want to be like that person, but I think for me with the horses you know everyone I've trained with has done there's this sort of so much that I you know look at and see gosh you know I think they're they've done so so well at that and I'd like to emulate parts of that you know like Hannah is has sort of really she does ride but she but she's really kind of focused on her training and and I think I, I think there's sort of elements of, of that side of it that I think you know, she's a really good mentor and I like the way she teaches and handles people and then Richard has obviously been going for he probably he probably won't mind me saying it uh, but he's I mean he's been trotting circles for a bloody long time now and I think you know he's still enthusiastic and and his his sort of knowledge about horses not just dressage but I mean he's he's forever telling me about Different tiny little joints in the neck and the pole and this that and the other, and I you know kind of I admire that part, and yeah, I think there's lots of there's there's lots of things in lots of people different people that I you know yeah. obviously you, you know you look at Carl and Charlotte and think God you know and and Becky Moody as well, actually after the national God, I wish I yeah. could ride like them, but I think yeah you you I would be someone that takes bits from everywhere yeah. if that makes sense, yeah
0: yeah and then um, next week you've got a very exciting week is um, you're going to be riding at highs congratulations
1: thank you thank you yeah I'm very very excited slash a little bit nervous
0: yeah you must be so excited to go into that atmosphere Um, yeah because I think you you've been to Liverpool haven't you but yeah I think so you might just feel a little weird. yeah I think
1: so I have a couple of friends who ride at Hoys every year that, that I help with, um, Vicki Smith, who's a showing person, and she's she sort of tells me about Hoys all the time and then uh Hayden Hankey who is going as well with working hunters. So I kind of hit they both won last, yes, they both won last year and the year before. So I I kind of hear all this like amazing stuff about yeah. it and seeing their prize givings in the main reader. And I've been like, oh yeah, that that would be so cool. And I've n- I've never never managed to get invited to go. So this year I'm so I was so so excited. Obviously I'm taking um, Samuel Simba, who's as is, as I said before quite a sharp horse and quite a nervous horse. And yeah. to be honest, I have absolutely no idea how he he's going to find that environment. But I think you know at the end i'm in a lucky position where sarah Rao, who owns him is is the most laid-back person in the entire world and uh if i ring her and say it was an absolute disaster he was frightened this that and the other i i oh. did that she you know she'd be like oh well never mind you've had as long as you both had a nice time sort of thing oh, um sure so, yeah so i think it's 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 going to be a really really cool experience for him i'm obviously i love attention <laughs> so i yeah. mean that main arena is going to is going to I'm going to be pretty centre of attention for 5 <laughs> minutes or 4 minutes 58 as my music has uh, has been cut down to today. So yeah, I'm, I'm really really excited. What's your music that you use in? What style? Um so it's quite
0: it,
1: it's quite sort of classical actually, which is um, normally I've I've gone for more and I've had Disney stuff and things before, but I think Simba's quite a He's quite a powerful light horse, if that makes sense, and so I felt like this just really suited him, so um yeah, we've just just got that got that finalized today, music would not be my favorite thing in the world at all. I have to Do say oh. no flair whatsoever, <laughs> so um yeah it's hope hopefully it will be okay, but we'll um yeah, i think I think the main thing it's such a it's such a nice thing to be able to give the horses that that kind of exposure really to something like that and and yeah I've I'm going the day before and I'm going to be soaking it all up I'm going to going to take as much of a much much time to it to enjoy the whole thing as I possibly can
0: is um Hannah or Richard will they be there to warm you up or? um so
1: uh, Richard is going to come and help me and it, because Kiso CDI is on at the same time so Sarah Rao is um, off to Kiso on the same day so Hannah Hi. is going to Kiso and Richard is coming to Hoy so that's worked very nicely.
0: And um, how do you personally prepare for shows do you get nervous or anything? Um, I think
1: I, I have I've been through stages in my career where I've been unbelievably nervous and and you know it's really affected my riding in a very bad way yeah. And now I think I think like with anything you know I've had I've had a really great couple of seasons and I think you when you're riding nice horses and you're feeling confident and you've had good results then then it's much easier to go in and you know feel feel confident and and feel positive about it and but you know don't get me wrong I have not felt I've not I've not felt like this or all the time I've you know I've had times where i felt really really very anxious and nervous about competing but yeah at the moment I'm certainly going through a phase where I'm like
0: right let's let's go and give it our best shot really and and have, just, you, got, have you got any tips for people that might feel nervous
1: I think I mean I've I've been through periods of time where I I actually went to go and see a sports
0: psychologist, psychologist
1: because I you know I was really in my mind it was an irrational level of um <clears throat> nerves it was i liked feeling nervous it's you know now i've i've learnt to and, and i will be very nervous before i get on on thursday but in a in a positive kind of excited adrenaline type way but I, as i say there was there were there were times where i would say it had a really 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 negative effect on on how i rode and not just how i rode but how i dealt with Sort of my sur- surroundings how I dealt with people and uh, around me and and certainly going to see the sports psychologist was like really really helpful with that yeah um, and I and I think yeah for me it's just feeling like you've got people around you that are supportive so you feel yeah. confident in what you're doing when you get there I yeah. think that's the that would be the I think going to do things where you feel underprepared is is really not a great situation to be in for for being nervous
0: yeah yeah I think I mean I definitely as I get older as well just like learning to really choose the people that are around you and being confident to you know know who who helps and who doesn't really
1: yeah absolutely absolutely
0: in terms of the training with the horse before highs will you be doing anything different on usual training approach no not I mean
1: this Normally my dressers to musics, which is what happened at the nationals, are unbelievably unprepared. I haven't <laughs> ridden, I hadn't ridden the floor plan on either of the horses before the nationals, and then I've managed to wing it, and it's been quite good. Whereas this time I've actually been practicing floor plan quite. I think because it's only a music do and no nothing um, else. Yeah. So now I've actually been practicing a bit, so I'm just hoping I've not kind of over. But but no, I think. I try to like keep things, keep things as much the same as possible. Um, Simba's, you know, he's, he's nine. I know lots of top riders have them doing Grand Prix at that stage, but he isn't. He's, he's still, I think lacking, you know, he, he's quite weak still for, for his, for his movement. And as much as I, you know, the temptation would be like, right, come on, you're going to get everything perfect. Before next week, I, I know that he's not at that stage in his. You know, we, I absolutely know we will make mistakes next next week at Hoy's, and um, nothing I'm going to do between now and then is going to going to make that less likely to happen. So I'm I'm just trying to kind of use it as part of our journey rather than rather yeah. than the end goal, because it, it you know as much as it's lovely to go, it absolutely isn't our end goal with that horse. Of
0: course, yeah. Well, I wish you all the best with that. Thank you. Um, I believe you teach various riders and one of them is Gemma Rowan so uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you guys met? Yes so
1: my mum actually started teaching Gemma originally when she was like oh she must have been now I was gonna say when she was really small but she's still very small now. (laughs) Um, I think when she was uh, eight or nine I think so, c- because they, they live very close to uh, my mum, and so mum helped her for a good few years, and then she uh, went on and trained with Sonia. And then when she got serious and moved him back home, she because Sonia was lived quite a long way away. She, uh, they they asked whether I would be able to help her. So that yes. must have been about three three four years ago now. So yeah, I've just kind of helped helped her ever since, really
0: what would you say that your coaching style is like uh,
1: I mean you probably you
0: probably better <laughs> ask my people
1: that. I don't I think I I hope that I am supportive and yeah. I I hope that I'm relatively laid back in in how I approach most things I, yeah. I really I really like people and yeah I I, I suppose I kind of enjoy getting to work out how different people function and and you know some people not that I do a lot of shouting but you know some (laughs) people need a lot more motivating whereas others I would say are you know need to do 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 enough motivating themselves and just just need relaxing and and yeah so I I I don't know whether I would have a particular style I just I just I'm just quite a people person really.
0: Yeah, and um, then going back to Gemma, she seems like a really lovely person. And I saw that you got to go on Love Island again through Instagram. How was your experience? Um, So, yeah, so that was.
1: I'm terrible at secrets. This was the first, like, this is probably my biggest achievement of 2022 is that I was able to keep Gemma going on Love Island a secret for that long because, yeah, (laughs) anyone that knows me, like, my closest friends would would I know struggle to tell me secrets until it was actually the last possible moment because I cannot keep my mouth shut about anything so yeah she was I I knew she was going on there and then before she before she went on she said oh if she got to the friends and family stage would I go on because she would have preferred um her dad not to just you know I think kind of she it was it was about her really and um so I said I would kind of not think like didn't really think any more <laughs> of it and then Louise rang me and was like oh well I, I act I went on after Sun first at the beginning so that was like quite strange and then yeah. then Louise rang and was like oh do you want to come to to Love Island and obviously I was like 100% definitely yes but then for <laughs> like for a week or so we weren't sure because obviously they were like voting out yeah you did yeah end. I didn't know whether that was. I was like oh I'm so excited but then I don't want to tell people because it's going to be so awkward if I go and then I'm not in there and Gemma <laughs> gets voted out blah, blah, blah so yeah the whole thing was like very surreal the best way to describe it was like going to visit people in prison to be honest it's like camp- really? yeah it's way smaller. it was like way smaller than it looked on the tv um there was cameras everywhere and yeah I think Ha- like having i mean we were only in there for half an hour 45 minutes and yeah. having been in there just for that tiny bit of time i think it would be so difficult to judge anyone on their behavior in a way and and how they act after being in that environment for 6 weeks i think yeah Very it would hard. be enough to send most people <laughs> mad i
0: think oh it's crazy how well she did there yeah
1: yes yeah, so yeah she's um like the thing I mean she's only she's only 19 Jen but she's um she's so level headed and she's so mature for her age that she's you know she's kind of yeah she, she I think she managed it well she managed it a lot better than I would have been able to that's for sure
0: yeah and she's doing really well isn't she with her horse and everything so that's good yeah yeah and for the listeners can you tell us anything that we might not know about you it could be anything I
1: should have thought
0: about this sort
1: of thing before this shouldn't I I mean today because the weather's so bad I've spent the day saying that I do actually much prefer dogs to horses
0: be, <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> but, but yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I think that would definitely be one uh what one thing no, i I think this is my problem. I'm too plum and open all the time. If anyone reads any of my Facebook stuff, I think they know far too much about <laughs> me already fair enough
0: yeah <laughs> and what about the future? What do you think that holds? Oh gosh well,
1: for me uh you know i have I have ambitions sort of several kind of different categories of ambitions if that makes sense. I've got ambitions um for me competition wise and you know i'd I'd love to ride on a nation's cup team and and you know that's that sort of thing and and you know feel like i'm continuing to get better at training horses from a trainer training point of view i've got you know clients that are you know trying to get sarah around potentially to the olympics and the asian games um and then sort of under 21s riders who are aiming for international shows and event riders that I want to get sub twenty scores on. We're not far off, but we're but you know that's I think yeah. So they, those are kind of on a day to day basis, and life goals really would be you know one day I'd love to own my own yard and and feel kind of independent it in that in,
0: in that respect. Well, good luck with all that. I'm sure. Hopefully you'll achieve most of it, and best of luck next week at hoys Thanks, Nat. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you Sarah, it was great to catch up. I loved how open and honest you were. I liked how you said that it's important to have the right support team behind you and how crucial that is. But I think a lot of people will resonate when you said that you had one tricky horse that you've had to really work to persevere to come out the other side. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on all of those things. Since recording this, Sarah went to Hoyes and she scored a whopping 76% on Samuel. It was an absolute gorgeous test. So congratulations on that. And from talking to you Sarah, it sounds like you've got an amazing support team, great horses and owners. So yeah, all the best in the future if anyone wants to find out more about sarah is sarah higgins on instagram as always thank you so much to everyone that listens and shares my podcast until next time